1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson, alongside me is my lovely co-host, as always, Philip Bridges. Phil,
0: hello, hello. How's everyone doing? How are
1: you, but No, no. How's, how are you?
0: I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine.
1: You know, we've, we've had a little bit of troubles trying to get this set up, and uh, it's very cold and rainy outside. But we got together, and we're gonna make a great podcast for you guys. We got a great topic, and we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. And this is you know half hour plus. maybe. Maybe you know, it's maybe, gonna be maybe. good, good fun times. It, it. Yeah. And uh, I actually started watching a little more basketball now since we actually started doing this because I was never into the NBA, but like now, now I'm like, well, I have to be covering it, and have form opinions. So I started, you know, watching it more. And the game I watched uh, two nights ago, it was the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and the Sacramento Kings. Kings were up twenty seven in the third quarter, and then the Lakers came back and almost won it. And I think it was like Jordan Clarkson tried to drive to the basket and throw up a crazy like hook shot off the glass and he missed it. And the Lakers came back, you know, down 27 and almost tied it up without Kobe in playing the whole fourth quarter. It was awesome. It was yeah. it was super exciting basketball. I'm not shocked. Why? why I'm, I'm shocked. I thought the Lakers sucked or the, <laughs> or the Kings suck. I don't know which team sucks in that, you know, in I, that I, instance.
0: You know, I I didn't believe in the King. I don't believe in the Kings, really. So I'm not shocked they had uh, that type of implosion.
1: I mean, th- I mean Kings, Kings are the ninth team in the West right now. So, I mean, the, are, is the West thin? Is it just top-heavy like the East is? I mean, or actually, the East is very close. I don't know what I'm talking about. But is is the West just very top-heavy like the I East think, was last year? That's what I was trying to say.
0: Okay, I was about to allude to that point. Yeah. Uh, over the years, you know, you've usually seen the East being the— you had all these great teams. Like one through four, mm-hmm. and then you just have crap towards the end, but this year it's kind of changed with you know now you see uh, the I think the seventh seed, one game under five hundred, you know you have a few teams in the western in the about. western Conference yeah. yeah, you have a lot of teams you know I think you can realistically say all the way down to New Orleans.
1: I mean, anyone th- has a shot at if, that eighth seed, yeah. And then in the West, but then if you look at the Eastern Conference, the team in thirteenth place is twelve games back of first place. They are six and a half games out of eighth, you know, eighth, the eighth spot. So I mean, the East is very tight here, and the East can you know change in any second. So there's not a clear cut favorite. But if you look at the Western Conference, there is a clear cut favorite, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And it's really. Is Golden State the clear-cut, you know, favorite in the Western Conference because they're thirty-four and two off to this historical start? Their only loss, loss really, coming to the Milwaukee Bucks that ended it, uh, ended their you know winning streak at the beginning of the season from t- at twenty-four because their second loss came without Steph Curry. So you really can't say you know they were at full strength and they lost to a Mavericks team who was better that night because it really looked like you know the Bucks were the better team when they lost to them. Now you could just say, well, if Golden State has Steph Curry on that Mavericks night then you might say well they might not have lost so they might be at 35 and 1 right now but you know they are on pace to go you know beat the bulls record of 72 and 10 all, right. all time are they the clear cut favorite in the western conference or in the nba because i feel like the, you know the the favorite in the west is also the favorite in the nba so would you say the warriors are the clear cut favorite in the nba
0: now see i'm going to watch the wording you say clear cut i think they're favorites But that being said, I don't think, you know, they're going to be running away with ease. I don't think they're going to be able to just waltz to the title without any type of real competition. I think San Antonio has played well this season. As usual, they're outstanding. I think San Antonio will be the team to give them a lot of trouble in the West. I think also with San Antonio, you will also have, you know, City. They'll give Golden State a bit of trouble. And then in terms of NBA, of course, you're going to always have competition when it's Cleveland with King James and Kyrie, who came back, who's officially back, you know, he's starting to play well. Mm -hmm. So I think while Golden State will be the favorite, I think you can't say that they're the clear cut favorite.
1: Now, you you mentioned teams, you know, the Cavs, the Spurs, OKC. you didn't mention the Bulls. Bulls are on a six-game winning streak at the time of we're recording this. You didn't say the Bulls. You I didn't say didn't the Clippers, say, who are on a seven-game I, 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 winning streak. I, I, hey, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm throwing out teams there. I, I, I hear you.
0: But that being said, with Chicago, I don't even think they're going to be getting out of the Eastern Conference. That uh, the only reason I wouldn't put them up there, you know, why I like the team, I'm too worried that Derrick Rose is not going to be consistent enough down the stretch when it comes to playoff time you know he's been doing better recently but I don't know how long is that gonna last and you know I don't have that much confidence in him you know Jimmy Butler he's been doing a great job leading this team he's trying he's essentially taking this team over for himself you know some people say it's the Rose team but you know that aside I think clearly it's Cleveland's Eastern Conference. That's going to be Cleveland's Eastern Conference.
1: It's basically LeBron's Eastern Conference because it's been LeBron's Eastern Conference Been probably, you know, KG, Years. yeah, I mean, since KG and Pierce and Ray Allen broke up in Boston. So you're saying the Bulls aren't, you know, in contention for that favorite in the NBA. You didn't say anything about the Clippers. Blake Griffin goes down and then they go on this winning streak of 7 games. Are the Clippers climbing their way back in, even showing that they are, you know, winning seven games straight without one of their star players.
0: You know, it's a, it's like that clubhouse. You know, mm-hmm. you have your favorites. You know, LeBron sitting in there sipping on his juice. You know, you have Steph Curry just sitting there looking at everyone saying, I'm the man. Tim I'm-
1: Duncan's like in the corner with his mm-hmm. cane polishing his rings. You
0: know, he's just looking at all his MVPs talking about back in the day. And, you know, you have OKC, you have Kevin Durant. Kevin
1: and yet, Durant wrapped you know. in bubble wrap.
0: You know, and Westbrook, those two arguing over who takes the last shot still. And then you have the people trying to climb in there. And that's where you're going to see the Bulls at the bottom. And then you'll see the Clippers slowly trying to climb up, say, hey, guys. Is
1: this more of like Chris Paul, like pushing down D-Rose's head and he's like climbing up the ladder, like, just, no, they're like both pushing them down? Like... They're
0: both at certain points in climbing that ladder. You know, Jimmy is trying to you know say hey i'm for real i'm a, we're the real deal guys can we come up and then you have you know the clippers saying hey um yeah so make some room we're we're trying to get in there you know anytime soon you know mm-hmm. can you let us up
1: so you, so you're throwing out you're throwing out the clippers mavericks and bulls pushing those aside we'll focus on the four teams that you said you know and we'll look we'll 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 throw out the Cavs cuz cuz we already know that they're the favorite in the east from what you've said Looking at the Western Conference, the Warriors, the Spurs, and the Thunder. Is there a clear-cut favorite in your mind?
0: Again, there isn't a clear-cut. You know, I can't out...
1: Well, out, all right, all right. How, how, okay. how can the Warriors or the Spurs or the Thunder make themselves the clear-cut favorite? Continue to be... But if they all continue to be great, great well, then, they're, the, they're, then there's no yeah, clear-cut, right?
0: Right. So you can't really separate each of any of the teams unless an injury comes up or else there unless there's a you know great slump by one of the teams. That's the only way that might separate. You won't have clear separation between these teams until probably once until
1: you, like the playoffs or until they face off head head to head, is what you're trying to say?
0: Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm
1: if you're asking me, who's the favorite? At least I, I got to give it to San Antonio because they have Popovich, they have Duncan, they have Parker, they have Ginobili, they have all this veteran leadership. And I know the Warriors, I'm just, the, the Warriors are the defending champs and stuff, and everything. But San Antonio looks like the more complete team.
0: I can, I understand what you're saying. Are you saying they're a clear cut favorite though? Are you saying no if, doubt? If
1: you're saying if you're saying who would I who would I pick in you know San Antonio versus Golden State? I would say San Antonio wins. And I say it's probably in six games. I I say that San Antonio looks like the best team in the NBA, to me at least. I feel like San Antonio is the best team in the NBA. And if I'm gonna say clear cut, I'll say clear cut that San Antonio is the best team in the NBA because, you know, if the Warriors, if Steph Curry goes down, then they're they're out, basically. I know Draymond's on this historic pace, he has eight triple doubles. He's just, you know, tearing through this league and showing what a stretch four can do. You know, they have Klay Thompson's ability to score. They have that Crazy depth up and down the you know the line, but the Spurs they have the defense, they have the coaching, and they have people who will step up and can be stars in situations. Because Danny Green he was never a star until he got to San Antonio, and you know if they need Danny Green to score twenty five, he can score twenty five. If Kawhi goes down, I feel like Danny Green can step up and at least provide the same scoring Kawhi can. Obviously, he cannot provide the same defensive aspect that Kawhi has, being one of the best defensive players in the league. But I feel Danny Green could step up there. If Tim Duncan goes down, then you have Lamarcus Aldrich, who right now you can say that he's the better player. But you know Tim Duncan right now is he's Tim Duncan. He's a you know perennial perennial Hall of Famer. Anyone could step up, and it really feels like San Antonio will not lose a step.
0: I can under, I I definitely see where you come from because with Golden State, I, that's it's why just, I can't say Golden State's the clear favorite. You know, well going back to your point, San Antonio has that they're fully outfitted. Mm. to go through an NBA season, to go through the playoffs, and not lose a step. They're always ready. Someone goes down, next man up, they're always going to be ready.
1: The stat that pops out to me is when you look at opponents' po- points per game, if you look at the top you know, 30, you know, if you look at the league leaders, San Antonio's at one with 89.7 points per game. Two is Miami with 94.7 points per game. That is a complete five-point point differential yep. from one and two. That's absurd. You know San Antonio is playing lockdown defense and if they continue that, they're 22 and 0 at home. They're undefeated at home. I mean, I just don't see San Antonio losing in the playoffs. I mean, it, it, we've shown that, you know, the Bucks shown that the Warriors have a weakness and if Steph Curry goes down, then they're screwed. You know, Klay Thompson goes down, obviously they're less screwed because, you know, Steph Curry is still the best player in the MV, you know, in the league. But I feel like San Antonio has more that can step up and more that can create for this team, you know, than Golden State can.
0: So are we going to say that San Antonio is set for a marathon while as Golden State, they're just good for the 100 meter dash?
1: No, 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 no. I, uh, I think I just think if if we're saying, say they take the top 16 teams in the NBA, so San Antonio's on one side of the bracket and Golden State's on the other side of the bracket, so they can meet up in the finals. I'm taking San Antonio. I'm taking San Antonio in the Western Conference Finals. I'm taking San Antonio if they go up head-to-head. I just feel like San Antonio has more that can step up, and especially if an injury does, you know, arrive. Because looking at this Golden State roster, you have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. If one of those top three goes down, I don't see anyone else that can provide the same production that those three give to Golden State right now. But if I look at San Antonio... If Kawhi goes down, Lamarcus steps up because he was the man in Portland, and he brought Portland, you know, to the playoffs. I don't know how many years straight, but he consistently <laughs> brought them to the playoffs. Tony Parker, he's got veteran leadership. He's great with the ball. Manu Ginobili can step up and be a scorer. Danny Green, we know, can be a scorer. Boris Diaw has been phenomenal. David West, he's not what he has been before in his career, but you know, he can always step up. Patty Mills is great. You know, he can light a spark. I just feel like this team is built to last longer than Golden State, even though they are an older team. Because if you're asking me, you know, Steve Kerr, I mean, he he won an NBA championship in his first season, but I don't know if it's Steve Kerr making this team great because we obviously saw Luke Walton just being plugged in and he took this team on a historic run. So is it really Steve Kerr's leadership that's leading this team? No. But if you're looking at San Antonio, Greg Popovich can lead a team and Greg Popovich has consistently led his team. I just feel like, you know, Greg You know, the Spurs have Greg Popovich. They have the coaching leadership. They have the veteran leadership and Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. They have the depth and then they just have the scoring and just, you know, anyone can step up on any given night where, you know, the Warriors, they rely on three guys mainly. Because I don't know if Harrison Barnes can step up. I don't know if Andrew Boga can step up. I just don't know what these guys can provide. You know, Andre Iguodala's best, you know, he, he was the, you know, finals MVP. And he stepped up for the Golden State Warriors, but can he do that again? He's been a starter in this league before, but that was years ago. Can Andre Iguodala, you know, provide the same scoring or rebounding and just assists that, like, Draymond can provide or Clay can provide or Steph can provide? I just don't know that, you know— Andre Iguodala could step up and do this. I don't know if Harrison Barnes could step up and do this. I don't know if Sean Livingston could step up and do this. But I feel confident that you know Danny Green can do this. Patty Mills can do this. Boris Diaw can do it a little bit. You know David West can do it. I just feel like the Spurs are built for a longer run.
0: We did talk about the San Antonio Golden State. But I wanted to go down to the third team that we did bring. Yeah, up.
1: I mean, Oakland, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City. I was gonna say Oklahoma City, <laughs> Oklahoma City. I mean, they're kind of the outlier in this, and they have the two, you know, two top five players in the NBA in, you know, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And we saw, you know, if we're saying players, are teams relying on players too much in it's Golden that. State, in you know Curry and Clay and Draymond, Oklahoma City is like the main, you know at fault here is they rely solely on Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook because outside of that Serge Ibaka great defensive player he can do great things but he's a role player Enos Kanter role player Deion Waiters role player Steven Adams role player none of these guys can just jump up and step up and play at a high level so I mean would I say you know would I say you know Oklahoma City can make a run and win the championship yes because they have Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and these guys can step up Day in and day out. Do I feel like Kevin Durant could, you know, take out Kawhi Leonard one-on-one? Yes. Do I feel like Russell Westbrook can match up with Steph Curry? Yes. I feel like they have the pieces that could give these teams trouble, but I don't know if they have enough pieces to get over the hump of these two teams, is what I'm trying to say with Oklahoma City. I feel like they need to make a trade for either a wing player or someone just more versatile, you know, under the basket, because Steven Adams, he's okay. You know, Enus Cantor, okay. Serge Baca, okay, but none of these guys are main game changers. You know, I don't think they're going to go out and trade for a boogie like player. <laughs> but you know, I feel like they need to add like a wing or someone that could provide scoring and you know a little bit of a defensive side. Because if we're going up against Golden State, Kevin Durant might be able to guard Draymond Green. Let's be honest, he might be able to. Russ, Russ has you know Steph Curry all day. Who's going to cover Clay Thompson? Who's going to cover Andrew Bogut? Who's going to cover you know? Maurice Speets, I don't know exactly who's who's gonna be out on the court <laughs> for Golden State. But you know, looking at Golden State's offense, you know, they run Steph Curry at the one and then Draymond Green at the four, so they can just do pick and rolls with Dray, with Draymond Green and Steph Curry. You gotta double team Steph going off that roll because you know, giving Steph a jumper is just like that's a layup for that kid. And then if you can't, you know, leave Draymond open because Draymond can just drive to the basket, or he can pop out and shoot a three. But then if you cover that, then that's going to mean someone's going to be open, so Iggy can pop a three, Clay can pop a three. So it's very dangerous. and I just feel like Oklahoma City needs to build up this defensive side, and they need a, you know at least a, a two to go with it, or like a five that can you know stop shots in the middle. I don't know who they're exactly going to go out and get to do these things, but I feel like that's the need that they have. Now, I mean, looking at this, I don't know if Aaron Aflalo. I mean, the the mind that goes to me for a two guard is Aaron Aflalo. I don't know if that's just because I loved him when he was at UCLA, but I mean, he's he's a phenomenal three point shooter, and I don't know, but I don't really know how he is two way. But I mean, that's kind of a guy because the Knicks are kind of struggling. So if the Knicks do fall off a little bit, then they can make a move for like an Aaron Aflalo bit. But again, the East is very tight. That the Knicks aren't completely out of this yet, so they don't know we like we don't know if they're going to trade for him yet. I mean, it's just very tough to, you know, find guys who can be a three guy and a three and D guy kind of, you know, or who can play, you know, both sides, you know, hit threes for you open, but then be a lockdown defender on one side. And if you feel like that's kind of a premium, like it's kind of becoming like the stretch four is you want a guy who could shoot, but also play defense. You know, you want a guy who could stretch the four, play inside, but also can shoot threes from the power power four position. So I feel like that's the need for the Thunder to get into, you know, NBA championship contendership, I guess. But um, would I be shocked if the Thunder went on a run and like upset uh, two seeded Spurs? No, because I'm not. I feel like this Oklahoma City team can do a lot if you know these guys can stay healthy and you know perform at this high level that we've always seen from these guys. I just feel like Oklahoma City's not you know capable well, of getting over that hump without with just these two guys because they need to make a trade. They tried doing that trade. I believe it was last year. Trying to get uh, Kyle Singler and I, they acquired Enos Cantor and they acquired Stephen Adams, I believe, and I, but they just didn't work out completely. And they just need more depth and they need more coming off their bench.
0: Uh, I see where you're going with that one. So if you were to rank those three teams in your opinion, San Antonio, San Antonio, Golden, San
1: Antonio, Golden, Golden State, State, OKC, right. and then the clip. I feel like the Clippers and OKC are fighting for that three three spot more than you know. Oklahoma's fighting with Golden State for that two spot or Golden State's fighting for that one spot for San Antonio. I feel like one and two are pretty set right now. I feel like three can be the easy one that's flipped around because Los Angeles... With Blake being out, they're on a seven-game winning streak, and Chris Paul is looking phenomenal. JJ Redick shooting the lights out. DeAndre Jordan's being DeAndre Jordan, and I feel like this team can just you know this team can be something if they just get the right pieces. Because you know Paul Pierce has even been stepping up a little bit, and I feel like this team can get there. They just need a little bit more, and they just need to gel more as a team. I don't know really how that's going to come by. I mean, Doc Rivers is a great coach but they just need to get more and they need to develop more as a team even though they've been this i mean this this core of guys have been there for at least 3 years
0: yeah 3 years
1: so i it's i don't know what it is with the clippers but i feel like you know they're just with Blake Griffin out somehow they're kind they're performing way better than they have and they're just on this roll and this tear. And I don't know if Chris Paul is feeling like he's got to carry the team, so he's producing more. And DeAndre's got to step up because Blake's not there. So if they're like kind of relaxing a bit when you know DeAndre, you know if, if Blake's Blake not there, there, yeah, you know because they can relax a bit because Blake can do a lot, a lot. Yeah. He can score. He can do the scoring. So Chris Paul doesn't have to, and he doesn't have to. Re- DeAndre doesn't have to rebound as much because Blake's there to grab the other rebounds. So I feel like. This team, Los Angeles team, needs just to be more of a group and play the, the harder. I guess, yeah, a l- lot of more coher- co- cohesion. Cohesion. I was going to say coercion. This is why I am uh, not a, a an English teacher because <laughs> uh, I do not know how to speak it too well. Uh, but anyways, I digress. So you're, you're so I'm, I just think it's clear that San Antonio, with the way they're on, they're gonna coast to the Western Conference Finals, at least, because they're going to have home home court advantage at the two spot. And then Golden State is going to be the team that gives them trouble. And I feel like if they get over that hump, then it's an easy winner for Cleveland, too.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't think Cleveland's that good. You don't think they're that good? No. You don't think they're good enough to give?
1: I don't think they're, they're a good enough team to give anyone trouble in the West. Maybe OKC, but Um, I feel like if OKC gets over San Antonio (laughs) and Golden State, then they're like, all right, I think we're better. I just like, you know, it's just, I think it's still clear cut that the the top of the Western Conference is way better than the top of the Eastern Conference. There might be more more parity in the Eastern Conference, but there's more quality teams in the Western Conference. And it's not even like a, it's not a competition, really. I mean, looking at Cleveland, outside of LeBron James, who's, been kind of struggling, to be honest with you. Kyrie, we don't know if he's going to stay healthy. We don't know if Kyrie is going to be, still be Kyrie. He's shown flashes since he's returned. But if Kyrie can't stay healthy, then that, you know, that goes down the tube right there. Kevin Love, you know, he's coming back from an injury, but can Kevin Love finally find his role in this Cleveland offense? We know J.R. Smith's basically inconsistent. You yeah, know, He man, can be a complete yeah, stud, or he can just be the worst player on the team. I mean, it's just there's no... And who's going to play the trust. middle? Exactly. Like you don't trust. I don't trust him at all. But I also feel like Cleveland might have the the most pieces right now to beat like a Golden State or San Antonio. But I just don't feel like they're going to do it. They have the pieces there, but those aren't the quality pieces that you need because you know they gave San Antonio or they gave a. Uh, I'm sorry, they gave Golden State trouble in the finals, taking them to five, uh, six games. But they just didn't have the quality of players to get over that hump because you know they have these three guys in LeBron and Kyrie. And Kevin, where it's kind of like the Clipper situation, where there's no coercion and they or cohesion, cohesion, cohesion. Jesus Christ, I'm just gonna more uh, gelling. Let's say, more th- yeah, gelling. Yeah, the, 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 these guys they aren't gel gelling. Better. Yeah, these guys aren't gelling like you know they should because you know Clay, Steph, and Draymond they gel. You know, uh, Kawhi, LaMarcus, Tony, Tim all gel. I don't know if LeBron, Curry, and Kevin can gel. And I I don't know what they need to do. I mean, maybe get Kevin Love out of there. Maybe get Kyrie out of there. I mean, you got to keep LeBron. And I'm I'm not saying right now. I'm not saying trade, you know, blow this whole team. Let's blow it up. Trade Kevin Love, trade Kyrie. But I'm just saying, in the future, you got to make a decision to get rid of one of them because you're going to realize that this team's not working. Dan Gilbert's going to be like, well, we haven't won yet. There's something wrong with this team. I gotta make a move, and I, it's gotta be Kyrie or Kevin that's holding this team back because they need more depth, really. Because I don't trust J.R. Smith, I don't trust Mo Williams, I don't trust Matthew Vadova. I don't trust Deli, yeah, I don't trust Deli, I, uh, yeah, I, don't, you, trust <laughs> I don't trust Eman Shump, I, Iman Shumpert, I don't trust T- Tristan Thomas, I don't trust Timofey Mozgov, I don't trust Richard Jefferson. This isn't two thousand four okay, well, on the Nets. Yeah, no, I mean, like this team isn't.
0: You they don't have, feel like they have. They're at the level. No, they they, that, they don't that have that
1: they the quali- they don't have the quality players that they need to beat a, West, a top Western Conference team. And I don't think, you know, I think the two teams are clear here in the favorites. I think it's easily it's San Antonio and Golden State here. It's a clear-cut favorite for me. At least two clear-cut favorites, let's say that. I mean, if, yeah, I'm, I like if I'm picking team. one, it's it's San Antonio is my clear-cut favorite out of the two. But, I mean, if I'm it's those two teams that are going to win the NBA, it, that are going to be fighting for this NBA championship this year. We'll get to moves next week. You know, we got to end this, wrap it up a little bit early. So we want to thank you for listening here on on the on Most Valuable Podcast. Thank you so much. This is the Fast Break Podcast. We're on Most Valuable Podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to uh, our YouTube page if you're listening to it on YouTube. Like it on SoundCloud. Follow us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud and do go all to the, that. And
0: go to the website. Go to know? the
1: website. We also have a survey. survey. Uh, tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what we want to see changed. Give us all this feedback, because we love hearing feedback. We love even it. Even when you're trashing us about our opinions on Dirk, even though uh, our opinions right, were right, not clear right, enough. Right. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. I am Sean Anderson for Philip Bridges. Thank you for listening to the Most Valuable Podcast, or thank you for listening to the Fast Break Podcast on the mm-hmm. Most Valuable Podcast. That is a tongue full. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.
0: 18 plus.